Hey, everybody. Welcome into Sports Talk with Cole. The NFL draft is finally here. It's tomorrow. I've got my complete first-round mock draft for you guys, along with some NFL news from the past week. So without further ado, let's go. And here we go. We got some NFL news to get to before we get to my mock draft. And I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode. I spent a lot of work and a lot of time on this mock draft, and it was a pleasure to do. And I hope you guys enjoy listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it. But first, we're going to go ahead and get some NFL news. Teddy Bridgewater was traded from the Carolina Panthers to the Denver Broncos today in exchange for a sixth-round pick. First thing I thought, Teddy Bridgewater cannot catch a break. He had a bad injury, went out of Minnesota, went to New Orleans where he played good as a backup, and we really thought Carolina might be the place where he was finally able to find a home and he was going to start. He signed a three-year deal. Not all of it was guaranteed, but a three-year $60 million deal last offseason, and how things have changed. The Carolina Panthers clearly have moved on. They brought in Sam Darnold this offseason. They wanted to upgrade the quarterback position. I think they like Teddy Bridgewater, but they want to they want to go younger and they want to start. I don't want to say rebuilding this team, but having a mini-rebuild, just bringing in a young quarterback to get this team moving. And I, I can't say I blame him. It just kind of stinks for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who's – whose career started out so promising, a guy out of Louisville who was supposed to be the franchise guy from Minnesota, who is now going to be probably a bridge quarterback for the Denver Broncos, which leads me into talking about Denver. I think Denver made this move because they're going to take a young quarterback in the draft. I believe it would be in the first round, possibly. But they're going to take a young quarterback, and they're going to let him and Teddy battle it out. And I think Teddy will end up starting for the beginning majority of the year. Um, and then the young quarterback might get some time. And a lot of people are going, hey, is Drew Locke not still on the Broncos? Well, I believe after the draft, they'll look to trade Drew Locke. I don't know what clicked in the GM's head, but I think this might have been over for a while now. I thought they were going to take a quarterback in the draft anyway. And I think Teddy Bridgewater is the, is the, no pun intended, bridge quarterback to get this team, to get this quarterback ready to play in the NFL. Teddy will play for this team for a little bit. He'll start for a while. It's probably going to be his job because, again, I think Drew Locke is gone. I hope they get some kind of value out of Drew Locke for their sake um, because I believe Drew Locke does have talent. He's just been one of the more inconsistent quarterbacks in the NFL. So we'll see what happens, though. But for me, that's what's going on right now. feel bad for Teddy, um, but I think this is a move that was predicted by Carolina. Could have been predicted by Carolina and Denver. Next up, Antonio Brown re-signed with the Bucks. Well, they got all the starters back, and now they got Antonio Brown back. Antonio Brown, I believe, will have a more significant role this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year, of course, he did have a very big role, but I think this year they're going to step up that role. I think Chris Goblin will be Tom Brady's go-to guy this year. I do think that, but I... I really, I think Antonio Brown still got a lot in the tank, and a lot of people seem to forget that this guy was the best wide receiver in the um, NFL for several years. I think a lot of people in fantasy don't forget about that. The guy was putting up insane numbers in Pittsburgh, and him and Tom Brady obviously have a good relationship. This is a big get for Tampa Bay because they did have Chris Godwin out for a long time last year when Antonio Brown was not there yet, so... Bringing in Antonio Brown, bringing him back, excuse me, gives them depth at the wide receiver position. And I still believe one of the best wide receivers in the league for pretty cheap. $3 million with a chance to make six. 
I think that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good uh that's a pretty good move for the Bucks to bring in Antonio Brown back. I was nervous about what would happen to him because I wanted to see him back in the Buccaneer uniform because I think that's the best place for him to be. And he ended up getting back there after his legal problems kind of got settled. He did end up back in Tampa Bay. So Bucks running it back with all their starters plus Antonio Brown. So this Bucks team going to be very dangerous again. We'll see what happens. Um, next up. Sean Lee retired after 11 years playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Sean Lee had a great career. He was one of the top linebackers in the NFL for a long time, but injuries, unfortunately, just derailed his career. Will he be in the ring of honor for the Dallas Maver or Dallas Cowboys? Excuse me. I, I think he might be. He has a good chance to be. Again, this guy was one of the best players, one of the best linebackers in the NFL for several years in his prime. He made a good amount of money in his prime. It just it just kind of stinks for a guy like this though, that injuries just injuries just continued to derail the end of his career. And in his 30s now, he's played some good football. He's kind of he's battled his back for his injuries, but I think in the end of the day, there's a lot of life after football. And Sean Lee kind of looked at that and said, "Okay, yeah, I could probably still come back and be a great player, but there is life after football, and that's something you have to consider." So. Congratulations to Sean Lee on his retirement. One of the great Cowboy linebackers I've seen in my lifetime. And um, happy trails in retirement, man. Great player. Great player in his prime is how I remember him. And now we move on to the last NFL, Beast Feast NFL news. Orlando Brown, along with the 2021 second and the 2022 sixth, was traded from the Baltimore Ravens. Those picks and Orlando Brown was traded to Kansas City. And Kansas City gave up a 2021 first, a 2021 third, a 2021 fourth, and a 2022 fifth for that package of Orlando Brown and the second and sixth round pick. I think this is a pretty good, I think this is a very good deal for Kansas City. We're going to look at it from Kansas City's side first. You get a Pro Bowl, probably a, definitely a top 10, possibly even a top five, probably more like top 10 offensive tackle in the league, a Pro Bowl tackle that really can solidify that left side of the line. I think Eric, Eric Fisher obviously was number one overall pick and had and did secure that line for a long time on the left side. But now you get a chance to bring a guy who's young. I think he's still 24-25 in Orlando Brown Jr., one of the better young tackles in the league. This guy's been saying, I'm a left tackle. That's why he wanted out of Baltimore. Baltimore has Ronnie Stanley, possibly the best left tackle in the league. And they had Orlando Brown Jr., and Orlando Brown Jr. just wanted to play left tackle somewhere, and he got his wish. They ended up trading him to Kansas City. Kansas City gave up a first and a couple other picks. The first is the main thing, though. You get a second back for it, though. You get a couple mid-round picks. Um, I think it's a great trade for Kansas City. Uh, a, a premium Pro Bowl left tackle in this business, yeah, that's that's not just something that you just get every day. And I would give up my first-round pick and a little bit more for that. So I think they made a great deal. For that pick, Patrick Mahomes obviously got beat up in the Super Bowl. We all remember that. They made this deal. They have a quality left tackle starting for them now, or they will this season, along with um, Joe Tooney, the tackle of the guard for the New England Patriots. They really rebuilt that offensive line in one season, in one offseason. So kudos to the Kansas City Chiefs. The rich continue to get richer. This team has addressed the few holes they had on the offensive line. They really weren't a bad offensive line. They just got kind of banged up in time for the Super Bowl. But I, I, I think this Kansas City Chiefs team 
is going to have a great offensive line and another great year. I think they'll have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And combined that with Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, and all the weapons, um, th- this is going to be possibly the best offense in the league. Probably, I think they were last year. Definitely will definitely have a chance and probably will be this year. So kudos to the Chiefs. The rich get richer. Other side of the deal, Baltimore. What the heck are you doing? You know this is the team that you have to go through in order to get to the Super Bowl, right, Baltimore? And you gave up your starting right tackle who filled in at left tackle, one of the best young tackles in the league. I would have told him, dude, suck it up. You're going to stay and play right tackle this year. You can leave in free agency next year if you want. But I I don't like this trade to Kansas City. Kansas City is going to work out an extension for this guy. Um, you just gave the only the, the main team standing in your way to get to a Super Bowl a premium left tackle. I don't understand when teams do this. A lot of teams don't trade to their rivals or teams like this. But John Harbaugh came on the Rich Eisen show the other day and he said, hey, you know, we we have to play all these teams. You know, we just get the best trade for our team. Uh, I kind of agree with that to an extent. But, guy, you shouldn't have traded this guy to the Kansas City Chiefs. The rich continue to get richer. I, I really don't understand the move here. But nevertheless, Baltimore, they're probably going to draft an offensive lineman. They're talking Andrewville on the way, but to play right tackle. I just don't agree with trading him to the Chiefs. The rich continue to get richer. I, I don't like this. And last but not least, one piece, just one piece of NBA news. The Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans will play in a Marvel-themed game on ESPN, kind of like the Nickelodeon kids game, the, the Nickelodeon playoff game in the NFL. They're going to have a Golden State versus New Orleans Marvel game, special game on ESPN coming up here in the next com- in the coming weeks. So be sure to get your kids and uh, or just as an adult tune into this game. Um, the Slime Zone, all that Nickelodeon stuff, the NFL game, I was flipping back and forth. It was interesting to me. A lot of people said it was too cheesy, it was weird. It was at least interesting. And for me, I'm going to tune into this Golden State-New Orleans matchup to see this, to see how they do this. Marvel collab. It should be kind of cool, probably very cheesy, like the Nickelodeon one, very comic booky, but we'll see. And now it is time for my 2021 first round of the mock draft. Hope you guys enjoy. And we're finally here. The NFL draft is tomorrow, one of the best sports days of the year. I'm so excited to share my complete first round mock draft with you guys. I'm going to go through the first 16, take a break, and go into the next 16. Some of these at the beginning might be pretty obvious, but stay with me. We'll get to the meat of this first round in the NFL draft. First off, I have, I think everybody's expecting this, Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson, going to Jacksonville. We knew this guy would be the number one pick ever since he came into the uh, Clemson program. He was great there. He won a national championship his first year. The last, the next, the last two years, he's went to the playoff. He's lost in the semi, in the final round to LSU the year before last, and then last year, of course, losing to Ohio State in the semifinal round. So, what a college career for Trevor Lawrence! I think when he first won his national title against Alabama, everybody thought he would continue to win them year after year after year. But LSU got in the way, and then Alabama got back in and beat him just this last year with the dominant team. But when you look at Trevor Lawrence, he's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. I think you've heard that a thousand times this week. He's got all the intangibles. He has some fumble issues, ball control issues, but those things can be cleaned up, and they will be cleaned up, I believe. 
He's going to be good at the next level. It'll be interesting to see his fit in Jacksonville with Urban Meyer, a college guy, always been a college coach, a great college coach, I might add. Now, I just think that this Jacksonville team is going to be one of the most fun teams to watch next year. Shad Khan, the owner, has wanted a winner for a long time, and I think he's finally got the head coach and the quarterback. He made, I think, some of the best hires I've seen be made in this business because I think Urban Meyer, regardless of what level he's coaching at, is one of the best coaches. And Trevor Lawrence's best prospect since Andrew Luck, the guy, the guy that when he first joined Clemson, people thought he could have gone – he knew he was going to be the first overall pick whenever he declared for the draft, barring anything unseen. And I think he is the pick. They're being kind of coy about it because I think the NFL tells these teams, please don't just say who you're drafting. It makes it no fun. The NFL draft is a event. It's an event. They like all the players to attend. It's, 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 become, it's become incredibly popular over the past few years. It is in Cleveland this year. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, number one. Number two, I got Zach Wilson, quarterback, BYU, going to the Jets. A lot of people didn't watch this guy this year because he played at BYU. Competition wasn't that great they were playing. They played a Coastal Carolina team, and he just threw the ball all over the field. He, he can make all the throws. He's a kind of a gunslinger. I, I really like this kid, Zach Wilson. I think he's going to be very good at the next level. I think the Jets finally, finally might have found their guy. Of course, a few years ago, we thought they'd found their guy with Sam Darnold. A new regime has taken over with Robert Sala, the 49ers D.C. You could argue behind Urban Meyer was the best head coaching candidate out there that was hired by the New York Jets. I think the Jets are trying to do things right. They wanted to clean the slate, got rid of Sam Darnold. I didn't exactly agree with that move. I think they should have traded this pick and got more assets and kept Sam Darnold, but I don't own the team. So the Jets did trade Sam Darnold away. Obviously, they have to take a quarterback now. I believe Zach Wilson is the second-best quarterback in this draft, barring anything unseen at one. Zach Wilson is the pick from BYU to the Jets at two. be interesting to see how his rookie year goes. He'll be on a team like Sam Darnold that is not that good, that isn't rebuilding. They have Corey Davis there as a wide receiver. be interesting to see how they rebuild this team from here. Number three, this is where the draft gets more intriguing. I've got Mac Jones, quarterback out of Alabama, going to the 49ers. Now, this pick has been talked about, I think, to death over the past three or four weeks because when they made this trade, the 49ers gave up three first-round picks to go up to the third pick from the 12. And obviously, they're taking a quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo's days are numbered in San Francisco. Kyle Shanahan, we're hearing, wants Mac Jones. Everybody else in the 49er organization is like, no, Kyle, when you take this Trey Lance guy, he's special. Mac Jones is he's good, but we don't know. I think Mac Jones is a perfect fit in Kyle Shanahan's system. I think that's why he's drafting him. I think I think a lot of people have said Jimmy Garoppolo is already there. You're just drafting another Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Mac Jones is a little bit better. He's he's better decision making than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think when you compare Mac Jones to Jimmy Garoppolo in similarity, that's that's not doing Mac Jones respect in his decision making process. He processes the game at probably the highest level. The highest he processes the game better than any other quarterback in this draft for one. And for two, Mac Jones costs significantly less money than Jim than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think the biggest factor is Jimmy Garoppolo has barely been on the field in San Francisco. Most of his years there, he's been on the sideline. He's been injury prone. He was hurt his final year in New England. This Jimmy, I, I like Jimmy Garoppolo. I think he has talent. But after all these injuries, I, I think you have to go and get a guy 
that can be your future here in San Francisco, and that's obviously what they've decided to do. I think Mac Jones is the pick. Wouldn't be surprised if it was Trey Lance, but I do think it's Mac Jones for the 49ers. Now where the draft gets even more interesting. Number four, Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida to the Atlanta Falcons. There are no trades in this mock draft, or Atlanta might be trading out of this spot because it's tough to say what they're going to do here. If I was them, I would be holding up a sign that says, we are trading this pick because Atlanta needs a lot. They're an older team. They have Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and they're they not a good cap situation because they paid and continue to pay all these guys, and they're just getting older and older. This is an interesting team with a lot of – just a lot of older guys on this team with bad contracts. So after the draft, look for this team to go shopping. Julio Jones, I'm hearing, could be going to the Tennessee Titans. That's kind of the team I'm hearing the buzz around. Of course, not confirmed, but back to the actual pick. Kyle Pitts out of Florida. I think you just take the best available player if you don't trade this pick because Atlanta needs so much. And if no one's really willing to give you a good trade, you take Kyle Pitts. I don't think you take the quarterback right now. You let Matt Ryan play out another year. I personally would want to restart this, but I think they are going to take Kyle Pitts because he's the best available player. They'll think we can get a quarterback next year. They might start shopping people from the team this after the draft, or they might get another quarterback later on in the draft in the second round. You could get a Kyle Trask, a Kellen Mond. They'll have an early second-round pick, too. So they might be looking at a guy like that instead of picking up a guy like Trey Lance or Justin Fields there, if Mike Jones is possibly there. So that's what I think the, Fal- the Falcons will do. They'll take best available and Kyle Pitts, best available player in this draft, I believe. Number five. With the fifth overall pick, I believe the Cincinnati Bengals will be taking Penay Sewell, offensive tackle out of Oregon. Kind of what a lot of people have been hearing. A lot of people don't know. They're infatuated with Jamar Chase. Of course, Joe Burrow's face lit up when they asked about the possibility of Jamar Chase being drafted by the Bengals at five. It's an interesting proposition, but Cincinnati Bengals need to be able to keep Joe Burrow upright. He tore his ACL last year. He's, he might be a little shaky in the pocket already now coming off this ACL injury. You need to get the man protection. He was beat up last year. People could have predicted this injury or some injury for Joe Burrow. He's getting hit. He was by far getting hit the most by any quarterback in the NFL before his injury. Um, they have a terrible offensive line. It's time to rebuild it. And with the fifth pick, you take probably, possibly the best offensive tackle in this draft, Panay Sewell out of Oregon. A lot of conflicting reports. He did sit out this year, but I think he's a phenomenal tackle. Is he a Hall of Fame tackle? No. But he's a very good tackle, Panay Sewell is, and he will be a fantastic fit for Cincinnati. Tackles are – there's a lot higher hit rate on tackles. You draft a tackle, they're there 10-plus years. They're solid. They usually hit pretty good in the first round. You take a wide receiver, one in four of them are on the roster after four years. So you do what you got to do. You take a tackle here, and you protect Joe Burrow, I believe. And now I think number six, with the sixth overall pick, I believe Jalen Waddle will be selected, wide receiver out of Alabama from Miami. Now a lot of people are going, wait, what? Jamar Chase is still on the board. I understand Jamar Chase is still on the board. I would take Jamar Chase. But I'm hearing out of the Miami Dolphins camp, they are infatuated with Jalen Waddle. Two has been talking him up in the meetings. And I, I think they look at this and they think Jalen Waddle could have been the guy if he wouldn't have got hurt this year. He could have been the number one. Um, obviously, Smith has the Heisman year, and Jamar Chase sits out this year. So those three guys, they're, they're all different circumstances surrounding them. 
Jalen Waddle's a very explosive, extremely fast player. I think the Dolphins take him with that pick. I think they like him. I think Tua's in their ear. A lot of people would be surprised, but I think Jalen Waddle is this pick for Miami. I don't think they trade this pick. I think they stand pat. They take Jalen Waddle out of Alabama. Number seven, my Detroit Lions will select Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. A lot of you might be thinking, Cole, you just you just put together this mock draft and wanted your team to get Jamar Chase. Well, I do I do like to pick Jamar Chase for the Lions. I would prefer them to trade back. They have a lot of other needs the Lions do. They have a very young, very inexperienced, bad roster. They need more talent. Trade back for the Lions. But if you're going to make the selection, Jamar Chase is the pick. And I do hear legitimate things saying that Jalen Waddle is going to the Dolphins. So say what you want about my love for the Lions. But Jamar Chase is this pick here. They need a they need a number one wide receiver, Kenny Galladay. Signed with the signed with the New York Giants this offseason. You need to get a guy in, a number one wide receiver. And Jamar Chase more of a slot receiver, as most of these guys are, but that's just the way the NFL is going. It used to be you had your one and your two, and the slot guy, you know, was was a good there was a good and bad slot guy. Or excuse me, there was just slot guys. Now guys are starting to play more multiple, like the NBA, starting to become a more multiple sport. The more you can do, the better, obviously. And I think Jamar Chase is the perfect pick for this Lions team. He will quickly become the Anquan Bolden, the Larry Fitzgerald of this team. Hopefully he's there for as long as they have been in the NFL. So I love Jamar Chase out of LSU. I think he's the best pro receiver in this class. And I think and hope Detroit gets him on their team. Number eight, the Carolina Panthers. Just fresh off trading Teddy Bridgewater. Do they take a quarterback here? They have Sam Darnold. What do they do? Well, I think they get Rashawn Slater, the offensive tackle out of Northwestern. I think that's who the Panthers select with number eight. Now, a lot of people are thinking, why not quarterback? Bring in a guy to compete with Sam Darnold. I don't agree with that. Sam Darnold's been through enough. He's a tough guy. He can handle it. But get another, get a protection piece in for him. He's been hurt. He's been beat up in New York. What would be music to Sam Darnold's ears would be a offensive tackle up there with Panay Sewell for the best in this class for Sean Slater out of Northwestern. He had a great year. He's 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 one or two on the board. This would be great for Sam Darnold. Get him an offensive tackle. They have they have weapons in Carolina. Matt Rule's a great offensive mind. Get a tackle that can protect his blind side. It'll make Sam Darnold sleep better at night. And if you're starting quarterback sleeping better at night, you're better off for it. Number nine, I think a lot of people have been waiting for this. Trey Lance, quarterback, North Dakota State University, Denver. Now, I know we just saw Teddy Bridgewater be traded to Denver. I think Drew Locke's time is over in Denver. I don't think there's going to be a, let's see Teddy and Drew Locke battle it out. I think Drew Locke will be traded after the draft because if it falls like I predict it will, and it very well could, Trey Lance will be going to Denver because if Carolina passes on him and no one else trades up, if you're a Denver Broncos, you have to select Trey Lance. I'm hearing John Elway likes Trey Lance more so than any of the other quarterbacks in this class. So I think this is the pick for them. They bring him in, let him compete with Teddy Bridgewater, let Teddy Bridgewater be the bridge quarterback, and Trey Lance eventually take over this team. Maybe you have some Mahomes magic in there. I don't know. I hate when guys compare people. I hate when they compare people to Mahomes, but this guy's a very good young quarterback. He's got a cannon, as my friend Hunter said a few weeks ago. I think he has the most upside in this draft, but – We'll see what they do, but I think Denver's going quarterback, Trey Lance, North Dakota State University. Number 10, the Dallas Cowboys. This was the easiest pick I made in my whole mock draft, just so you guys know. And I had, and I had Trevor Lawrence at one. 
they need cornerback help so desperately, and they and they are dreaming of pairing Patrick Sertan the second cornerback Alabama, selected by the Cowboys with the tenth overall pick in my mock draft. This will pair him across side Diggs, their great corner they got in the second round last year, a steal of a pick who could be one of the top corners in the league in a few years. They got him in the second round, kind of a steal. His second round's obviously still high up, but should have been a first round pick. And now I think they will get the best corner in this draft or the second best corner in this draft. One of the two, Patrick Sertan, the second, he's a lockdown corner. He reminds me of Marilyn Humphrey. The guy can run with everybody. You put this guy on the field. He can run with the Antonio Browns. He can run with the tight, maybe not the Tyreek Hill. He can kind of keep up. He's got speed. I should have just said that. He's got speed. He can keep up with these fast wide receivers coming into the NFL. Great cover corner. Going to be a lockdown corner on whatever side of the ball he's placed on. If I was a team in the top 10, I would suggest taking this team before Dallas because Dallas is getting the most quality pick up to this point, I believe, selecting Patrick Sertan the second, A great corner out of Alabama with the 10th overall pick. Number 11, Micah Parsons, linebacker, Penn State for the New York Giants. The New York Giants are thin at linebacker. I don't know if they have a starting caliber linebacker. So, Pat, so excuse me, Micah Parsons is a perfect selection here. Some people said he was the best defensive player in this draft. I think Patrick Sertan is, but he's up there in that discussion. He had a great year at Penn State, and I think he fits in seamlessly with Joe Judge's um, personality. He's a tough guy, and I, I, I like this fit for the New York Giants. They need linebacker help. They get it. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles select... Devontae Smith, wide receiver, Alabama. The Heisman Trophy winner finally comes off the board for me. The Eagles need wide receiver help. That's what they were going to select with the sixth overall pick. Well, you sit there and you trade back to 12. You get an extra first-round pick, and you get the guy you might have taken all along in Devontae Smith at 12. This is just a fairy tale story for the Philadelphia Eagles in this draft. If Devontae Smith, of course, slides to them, as he does in my mock draft. Devontae Smith had a heck of a year. People are worried about his weight, and I understand that concern. And if you're one of the people that's like Devontae Smith, who cares about his weight? What does it matter? He, he can play football. He's a football player. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. Who cares about his weight? Well, I'll tell you one thing I am concerned about. Devontae Smith was 176 pounds. 176 pounds, I believe. He was listed at that at Alabama. A couple months go by, getting ready for the draft. He is now 166 pounds. That is 10 pounds lost when the people were in his ear telling him to gain weight ahead of this NFL draft. So Devontae Smith clearly is having trouble putting on weight, might just cannot put on weight. And all you guys that are saying, wait till he gets in the weight room, what do you think he does to Alabama? What do you think they've been trying to do to prep him for this draft? When he came and weighed in, he wanted to be heavier, but he actually lost 10 pounds. So maybe this guy just cannot put on weight and you're just going to have to accept this is the guy we're getting. We can't beef him up. He's trying to he's trying to beef himself up and he can't. We gave him months and he actually lost weight. It's that that's another crazy that's a crazy story though, but Devontae Smith, wide receiver Alabama Alabama. I think the Eagles get a good wide receiver here. His weight will always be a question, but hopefully he stays healthy and he has a great NFL career and the Eagles get a skill here. Probably. Number thirteen, Christian. Darisaw, offensive tackle, Virginia Tech, to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers were probably hoping Panay Sewell fell to them, but in my mock drafting, from what I'm hearing, the Bengals aren't stupid, and they're going to take him with the fifth overall pick. So they'll get one of the better tackles in this draft, Christian Darisaw, who I think is the last true first-round tackle, graded, graded tackle here. 
in this first round being taken. I think the next tackle that will be taken in this first round will not have a first round grade. It'll be taken by far as need and not best available. But I think they get a quality player here, the Chargers do. Is he the 13th best player in this draft? I don't know. I don't want to say that. But he's a quality tackle. And, of course, the hit rate on tackles is very good. And I think getting their rookie quarterback a stable left tackle for the next 10 years plus, like you hope, is always great. It'll make Justin Herbert sleep better at night. Solid pick tackle here for the Chargers. I think that's the way they go. Number 14, Aleha Vera Tucker. The offensive guard, I think, from he's from USC, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. They need guard play. They don't have quality guards there. They've kind of been rotating and shuffling their offensive line, that that inner, that center guard and um, other guard for the past few years. So I think this is the pick they make. It's a quality pick. Best guard on the board I'm looking at here on my big board. So Elijah Vera Tucker, USC to the Vikings. I like his technique. He's a big guy. I don't know a lot. I'm, I don't know how to really break down guard play that well, but I think they take the guard here. 15. A lot of people have been waiting for this. This is barring any trades, of course. My whole mock draft is no trades, so they might have to trade up to get this guy, but the New England Patriots select quarterback Justin Fields out of Ohio State, 15th overall. They might have to trade up to get this guy. I don't know. I'm hearing everybody say Justin Fields is the second best in this draft. I think Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, maybe Daniel Jeremiah said that. All the big, big mock draft guys, they're saying he's the number two it's crazy people are passing on him. It's you know it's crazy that we like Zach Wilson, but Justin Fields is good. I really like Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a quality quarterback at the next level. I think he's going to do a lot of good things, and I think the New England Patriots will somehow get him because he will fall. And I think the Patriots will either trade up or he'll come back to 15 to him unless somebody else trades up and gets him. But I think it's a great fit in New England. Let this guy go with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and develop. He'll be a good quarterback in this league for a long time. I think a lot of people worry because this quarterback has a very high ceiling like Trey Lance, but he has the best rate of failure, I would say. Like he he is the quarterback that has the highest miss rate. So getting this guy is just as big of a risk as it is a reward here. So, But I think New England does take this guy. I, I think they like him a lot. I'm hearing that's their number one guy. Actually, even over – well, maybe not over, but with Trevor Lawrence, I think they really like him. And I think he either falls to England or they trade up and get him. But that's the pick for my mock draft. 15, Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. 16 here. With the 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals select J.C. Horn, cornerback, South Carolina. The Cardinals, they got lucky. This corner slid all the way down to them. All these people passed on this corner. He got all the way to them at 16. And you're getting one or two, the cornerback, number one or number two in this draft. J.C. Horn, cornerback out of South Carolina. He's a big physical corner. He plays good at the line of scrimmage. He's got good hands. I think they're getting a quality corner. They need one to replace Patrick Peterson, who did leave this offseason. So to, I think he went to Minnesota. So, But anyway, replacing Patrick Peterson, not going to be easy. They need another young Patrick Peterson in there. J.C. Horn should be a great corner for several, several years. I like that pick for the Cardinals. Need a corner. You lo- excuse me, lose a corner, bring another one in. And that's my first 16 picks. I'll be right back to break down my next 16 picks with you guys. So stay tuned. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We're breaking down the second part of the first round of my 2021 NFL mock draft. And with the 17th pick, the Las Vegas Raiders select 
Quiddy Payne, edge rusher out of Michigan. Mike Mayock is one of the most respected NFL analysts, draft analysts in the business. I used to watch him on NFL Network for several years. I think he does a great job. I think I thought he would do a great job in the Las Vegas Raiders facility. Him and John Gruden came in together, and when he sees a guy that he wants or that he thinks he that he needs, he goes and gets him. He goes and gets his guys. He goes and gets his guys early a lot of times. But I think Quiddy Payne is going to be a great NFL player, a great edge rusher for this team. So, um, Mike Mayock, go get your guy. You know who you want. I believe this is the guy they're going to target, and they're who they're going to get. With the 18th overall pick in the NFL draft, the Miami Dolphins select Jalen Phillips, edge rusher, out of Miami. Jalen Phillips is an interesting character. This guy was at UCLA, played for UCLA, and then he transferred into Miami where he had his best year, had great numbers, and Brian Flores is a guy who continues to get first-round draft picks. They did a trade with the Eagles. They got more draft picks for next year. Continue to stockpile pick, continue to build this young, very good defense. I thought about going linebacker here with the loss of Van Noy after his one-year lackluster year, but I went Jalen Phillips. You can never have too many edge rushers. In this draft, there's not a lot of great edge defensive talent here, but I think Jalen Phillips is among the top in this draft, and I think he's a decent first or second-round prospect, and with Brian Flores selecting him here, I have no problem with that. With the 19th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Washington football team will select Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. This is common sense. They need a good left tackle. They just traded away. No, they didn't, excuse me, they didn't just trade away. They just brought in Eric Flowers to play, I believe, guard. He's not going to play tackle for them. They had a little bit of trouble protecting Alex Smith this year. Their offensive line was good, not great. You bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick this offseason. Get yourself a quality tackle. Tevin Jenkins, I think, is probably more of a second-round tackle, but you take what you need. They need an offensive tackle. Washington football team selects Tevin Jenkins. With the 20th pick, the Chicago Bears, this was very hard for me. I thought about letting them draft quarterback, but I don't think there will be another quarterback that goes in the first round. Spoiler alert. I don't, but maybe I do. I'm going to go ahead and say the Chicago Bears select Greg Newsom, cornerback, Northwestern. Now, why do they need a corner? Chicago Bears lost Kyle Fuller. They're all pro, great corner they had for several years who they drafted, um, I believe, in Chicago years, years back. But he has left the team. I believe he's in Denver now. Chicago needs to replace that void. Greg Newsom is probably he's, – he's a first-round corner. There's a, lot of dec- there's a lot of good corners in this draft. He's not on the top. He's not on my top guys, but I'm hearing that Chicago likes this guy out of Northwestern. So I think that will be the pick at 20. With 21st pick in the NFL draft, Indianapolis Colts will select Joe Tyron, the edge rusher out of Washington. The Indianapolis Colts, a lot of people thought would get another. I think a lot of people are expecting them to go tackle here. I don't think there's going to be the quality of tackle they want at at this at this position here, at the 21st spot here. So I think they're going to go with an edge rusher who I have as my top edge rusher, Joe Tyron, out of Washington. I think he has great hands. He's got great speed. I look for him to make an immediate impact with the Indianapolis Colts. 22nd pick in the NFL draft, I think the Tennessee Titans will select Zayvon Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa. Continue to build this defense if you're Mike Vrabel. You have a lot of good players on this team. Just continue to get younger and build this defense up. 
They have one of the worst defenses in the league. I don't think there's any question. They have a decent secondary. They have Bayard and um, I don't think they have Malcolm Butler anymore. They have a decent secondary, though, with some relatively young guys. I believe Zayvon Collins, a linebacker out of Tulsa, is a great pick here. One of the top linebackers in this draft. Go ahead and get yourself a great linebacker to help continue to build that defense that has been among some of the worst in the league for the Tennessee Titans. The 23rd overall pick. I've been waiting for this moment, and I can't believe the New York Jets are selecting this guy with the 23rd pick. The 23rd pick, I have the Jets selecting Jamin Davis, linebacker out of Kentucky. Now, a lot of people are saying, what, what are you talking about this guy? Well, a lot of people are saying that this guy is their can't-miss guy. He's their red star guy. When a guy has a red – everybody in the draft puts a red, has a red star guy. That means this guy can't miss. He's a for-sure thing. <laughs> And I think a lot of people, and I do think this too, about Jamin Davis. He had a great year at Kentucky as a linebacker, and he continued to get better, and he's continuing to climb up draft boards in this draft season. Over the past few months, he's tested well at his um, pro day. He's just continued to impress people in the meeting room. And as the guys dissect more and more film, these teams do, teams are starting to look at Jamin Davis. And at first, who was a third-round pick, I believe, has now risen up to a first-round pick and a guy that will – maybe not a third-round pick, maybe a second, but a guy that will be a first-sure thing, a very good linebacker for whatever team that gets him. I think a lot of people were hoping he would be able to slide in at the Steelers for the next pick, but I think the New York Jets take best available, and this guy is the best available. So when you have a lot of needs like the Jets do, you take best available, and that's what I think they do here. With the 24th pick, I believe the Pittsburgh Steelers will select – Dylan Rendus, the offensive tackle at a North Dakota State University. This is an interesting pick here. Obviously, they a lot of people are saying they got Najee Harris. Najee Harris is the pick here. They need a running back. They just lost James Conner. They do probably need a running back, but they will get that later on in the draft. They can go ahead and get a pretty, pretty good offensive tackle right now. This is This is going to be an interesting pick for them. I, I hope they take this guy. I'm not sure if they will, but this is a quality tackle. He played at a, a North Dakota State, same as Trey Lance. He played at a lower-tier school, so not a whole lot of tape, did not play many games this year, but when he did play, he was very talented. You could see the talent in him. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers take a chance on him. He ended up getting one of the best tackles, if not the best tackle, probably not, but could be the best tackle in the draft. Go ahead and take a swing at this guy. They have to go lineman here. They might not be this lineman. But they're going to go lineman. For all these people out here who are saying they're going to take Najee Harris, you know, running back, they need a running back, James Conner, they do need a running back. Not disagreeing with you guys. I just don't think you can take it here. You have such a bad offensive line. They have the worst offensive line as currently constructed in the league. They need offensive line help desperately. I think that's the pick here for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pick number 25. This is where the first running back comes off the board, and it might shock some people. I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Travis Etienne, running back out of Clemson. Why not Najee Harris? Why not Najee Harris? Well, I think that the Trevor Lawrence factor will go in a little bit here with Travis Etienne out of Clemson. Some people say, who cares? Just take the best available running back. Uh, I think that's true, and I think they look at Travis Etienne as the best running back in this draft. I think him and Najee Harris, it's, it's it's more split than people think. I'm hearing a lot of people this week just saying Najee Harris can be the first running back off the board, but watch out for Travis Etienne. 
I think Travis Etienne is the first running back selected. I think Jacksonville is infatuated with them. I'm hearing that Urban Meyer really likes him. I heard him talk the other day. I've heard him talk on several podcasts, Urban Meyer. And I think Travis Etienne is the running back selected here. You need help all over the field. Bring some pizzazz to this Jacksonville team. You're already getting Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback of your dreams, number one overall. Go ahead and make another splash and get a running back here. And you know what? Don't hate me. It could be Najee Harris. I don't know. I think it's going to be Travis Etienne, though. Uh, great, great career at Clemson. A Clyde Edwards Hilaire clone, a lot of people are saying. I think he's going to be great. And I think that connection between him and Trevor Lawrence will pay dividends for the Jacksonville Jaguars in their rookie years. Next up at 26, I have the Cleveland Browns selecting Jeremiah Owasu Kuruma. Kuruma. I don't know if I said that right. He's a linebacker out of Notre Dame. And this guy is one of the fastest linebackers in this draft. I think it's a great fit. He's the best available player for them. They have a needed linebacker they need to fill. Um, I just think this matches their needs. The Cleveland Browns continue to build up that defense as much as you can. You got the offense rocking and rolling with Baker Mayfield and all those great toys. Odell Beckham's coming back. You don't need wide receiver help. You don't need tight end help. You got a pretty good offensive line. You drafted for that last year. Go ahead and get yourself a great linebacker who could be, who I who, who a lot of people might even say is one of the top, is excuse me, the top linebacker in the draft. Um, the defensive players this year, there's not clear number, there's not as many like clear great defensive players in this draft. But I think this guy is going to be a solid pro. And for Cleveland, you're taking a great defensive player on an already good team. Feels good to be picking 26th overall. I can imagine for Cleveland. After years of picking top 10, Cleveland is picking 26 because they had a great year and a playoff win. So kudos to the Cleveland Browns. The 27th pick, I have the Baltimore Ravens taking Liam Eichenberg, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Baltimore has to take a tackle here. They lost one. They have to take one. That's it, right? Well, not not necessarily. They're, they're bringing in Villanueva. And I think Fluker and a few other tackles to try out for the position. Um, so if they don't end up getting one in the draft, if they don't have one they like there, I think they will just sign one. And they might do that anyway in free agency because um, there's a lot of quality tackles still lingering out there. And Villanueva, you know, has expressed interest to want to play against the Steelers now since they are not re-signing him. And I think playing in Baltimore would be good for him. But back to the pick. Liam Eikenberg had a great year for Notre Dame. He's, again, more of a second-round tackle, but Baltimore has the need. I think they take offensive tackle here. The New Orleans Saints have the 28th pick, and with that 28th pick, the Saints will select Aziz Ajulara, edge a guy out of Georgia. So this is a pass rusher out of Georgia. He's low-key one of the better players in this draft. He's out of the SEC automatically a lot of people who listen to this podcast, SEC guys, you trust this guy a little bit more. You've been hearing all these random schools after Alabama, and there's a couple of Clemson, Notre Dame. So then you hear Georgia, SEC school, this guy's going to be good. Aziz Alura, uh, Ajurla, I'm not, I'm not pronouncing his last name right, but out of Georgia, the Saints have a need. Trey Hendrickson left for free agency, signed a huge deal in Cincinnati, weirdly enough. They have a need there. I believe this fills that void for them. A good edge rusher out of a great conference, the SEC, the best conference. So I believe that they fill that need at 28. Number 29, 
people are going to say I stole this from other mock drafts maybe or that I, this is it's just obvious to me that Landon Dickerson will be the pick at 29 for the Green Bay Packers. He's a center out of Alabama. They just lost Corey Lindsley to the San Diego San Diego almost at San Diego Chargers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The Los Angeles Chargers got Corey Lindsley, the Packers' longtime center who's been there and started his career there. So for the first for the Packers are looking for a center for the first time in about a decade. And the best one in the draft should just fall right to them, like Frank Ragnow did to the Lions a few years ago out of Arkansas. Landon Dickerson out of Alabama. He's a start he's a day one starting center. Um it allows it'll allow Jenkins, who had been playing center kind of sort of, to go back to his guard position. This offensive line for the Green Bay Packers is just going to continue to be great. They lose a great player at center. They're going to get another probably great center coming in in this draft, I believe, at 29th. Um, not a wide receiver, not flashy help for Aaron Rodgers. I thought about that here. So maybe it wasn't so obvious, but for me, you get that center that you need. But, hey, maybe he's there in the second round. I don't know. I think some team will go up and get him, though. I think you go ahead and get him now and secure that offensive line. That center relationship with Aaron Rodgers is very valuable, and they just need the center. With the 30th pick, I have the Buffalo Bills selecting Caleb Farley, cornerback out of Virginia Tech. Some people thought this could have been Asante Samuel Jr. I like Caleb Farley a little bit better, and I think Buffalo does too. They need a corner opposite Tredavious White. They have a couple guys but you can never have enough corners, and they're really taking best available here, I believe. And it does suffice the need. They're looking for a good corner opposite Tredavious White. I believe Caleb Farley fills that role out of Virginia Tech. Again, could be a lot of corners here, but I do believe they go corner, and I think Caleb Farley is the pick here. We're almost done, guys. We're in the 30s. The 31st overall pick in the NFL draft. I have the Baltimore Ravens selecting Elijah Moore. Haven't had a wide receiver in a while. Wide receiver out of Old Miss. Why is this not Cradavius, Cradavius, Tony, Tony out of Florida? Why is this not Cradavius, Cradavius Tony out of Florida? Probably not saying that right. Because I think it's Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore has got speed just like Tony. He's more of a refined player. He's not just a speed player. I think Tony and him are both going to be great pros. They're very similar players. But I just think Elijah Moore is a little bit more Baltimore's flavor. There's been a lot of success with Old Miss guys coming out of college the past few years. I think Baltimore continues that, and they're getting a heck of a wide receiver in Elijah Moore, one of the best in this draft. He played for a not-so-great Old Miss team this year. Arkansas did beat Old Miss. Um, so, yeah, you're not playing for a great team, but a great talent there in Elijah Moore out of a school that's producing pretty good wide receivers lately. So I think that's the pick there. And last but not least in the first round, the 32nd overall pick, the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll select Trevon Macris. Trevon Marcus, the safety out of TCU. I'm probably not pronouncing some of these names right. I'm sorry if I don't pronounce them right. But Trevon Marcus, the safety out of TCU. He is a ball-hawking safety. He attacks the ball. He has a lot of interceptions on his resume. This guy, this guy brings it every single week. He is probably a top 15 player in this draft. And if you're Tampa Bay... You re-signed all your starters. You're comfortable. Get another guy for Todd Bowles to put back there roaming around in that secondary that's going to be a ball hawk and it's going to make big plays. You had a couple injuries at safety this year. Can never be too sure. Bring in a guy here that's that's a top 15 player in this draft and just draft best available for Tampa Bay. I think that's it, guys. That'll do it.
thank you everybody for listening to Sports Talk with Cole. I hope you all enjoyed my final mock draft for this year. Hope everyone has a great time watching the draft over the weekend, especially the first round tomorrow night. So thanks everybody once again for listening to Sports Talk with Cole. Enjoy the draft. We'll see you guys next week.